You're listening to Halloween Unleashed. Hello, loyal listeners. Thank you for being here. Glad you could join us for another episode of Halloween Unleashed. I am your disturbed, perturbed, and absolutely never reserved host, Aaron Bass. Across from me, as always, is my friend, my brother, the creator and producer of our show. Also the master of productions for everything here and everything this side of the Santa Mira warehouse, the mad mask maker himself, Mr. Chris Morgan. Also joining us this evening is the Bonita Banshee, a.k.a. the Horror Princess, straight from her secluded cauldron in the Carolinas, Miss Hannah Santiago Price. How are you doing, folks? I'm doing awesome. I'm actually, I got so much energy and it's so late, but I love it. Cloud nine. Cloud nine, my friend. Cloud nine. All right, great. Lots of love over here. Everyone's in a everyone's in an energized consensus. I'm glad to hear it, mm-hmm. and I'm especially energized this evening because, and I'm sure the two of you are as well, given our subject matter, because we are going to be reviewing the newest Scream movie. So before we go any farther into this subject matter, we're going to offer the uh, I should say. I should say we're going to offer the uh, mm, uh, the word escapes me at the moment because I'm a couple of cores banquets in and it's a little bit late. But danger, Will Robinson, danger. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. So if you don't want to know about the subject matter of Scream 5, because we are going to be talking about it from beginning, middle to end, this is your chance to tune the fuck out. Because we're going to be going over the movie from beginning, middle to end. Um, Let's just say we had some technical difficulties. We're back. And if you missed anything Aaron said, we're not able to recover that audio. Spoilers ahead. So if you have not seen Scream 5, as Aaron has said before, tune the fuck out. Now's the time because I'm going to turn it back over to him and he's he's going to get us going here. Guys, I am highly energized, vocalized, and ready to get into Scream 5 because, quite frankly, it felt very much like a love note to the Scream fans of old. How do you guys think? Hmm. Well, should I go first? Yeah. Okay, well... I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I really, I really, I started to like it and then it kind of, it went downhill for me. You know, I don't know if you guys can agree with that general thing, but that's, that's how I felt about it. Well, Hannah, please expound what about it. You said you started to like it, but then it went downhill. What about it made it go downhill for you? (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I'll just, you know, I'll try to be uh, a little brief, but the, the thing is, I, I really, really loved how I liked the kills a lot. You know, I liked the, the, the suspense and the intensity of, of the film. 
reminded me a lot of like classic scream you know it was it was fun I was like okay you, you really you really kind of don't know you 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 think that you're gonna know when the killer's gonna come out and then sometimes you don't and you're like okay that that's good so you know I thought the kills were great I really really thought that um that Judy's death was was different I really liked that I thought that was definitely a different approach so you know I was really getting good for me I was like okay um the one thing though that was a little off was the fact that I personally could tell right away um who one of the killers were it was really fucking obvious um you know for me it was Amber I I figured that out pretty much on the spot I don't know why I just got this this thing about her and I was like she's definitely gonna be one of the killers I don't know um but uh so you know I was just like let me just not do that let me just give the film some credit and let it play out and see what happens I could be guessing too soon um so where it went downhill for me um I Dewey is my favorite character okay so when they killed him off I I lost it I was like what I expected a main character to die but I didn't expect it to be Dewey um so I don't know the way they did it, it it really, it really like, it was sad for me, but I was like, you know what? I said, they, they, they've got to have like a, the, 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 the killers have to be great. You know, like this is going to be really, really good. I have to just watch the rest of the movie and the fact that they killed him off, you know, such like a main character, like the shields, you know, in all the movies, in my opinion, you know, it's got to be the killers. This has to be something epic, like some kind of, uh, tied to the originals or tied to maybe even some of the characters in the second movie you know just paying some kind of homage and I was like this is going to be something really mind-blowing you know we're we're all going to be surprised so I was waiting for that I really was waiting for that and um when to me like you know where it really really went downhill for me is I noticed that they were really just copying Scream 1 uh, with a lot of scenes and I thought that was kind of lazy. I'm sure that they did it for the fans, but personally, like, you know, from, from my opinion, I thought it was a little lazy, but I bared with it. And when they revealed the killers, I was like, okay, there's the killers. Um, so what's their motive? And the biggest thing for me about these movies are the motives. And if they're shitty, then the movie pretty much towers down for me. And I thought that their motives were really shitty, you know, just, just, my perspective I thought that it was really lazy you know it's just a couple of fans from a fan site that got over obsessed and wanted to make their own movie and I said so that's what Dewey died for like I just took all that personally (laughs) just because you know he was my favorite character and I was like they could have done way better with that you know like the motives and something crazier than that you know and and it's it was just it was a little unbelievable but um I kind of got the same, I felt the cringe that I felt for Jill's motive in Scream 4. Um, so that that's just kind of how I saw it. And I felt it was like half and half for me. So I, I was I was pretty disappointed. But I mean, the kills were nice. So that's, that's pretty much all I can say about the movie. Cool. Chris, I sat right next to you while we saw this. So what's your take? I... I share pretty much a lot of the same points. Uh, the only, the only difference I can honestly say was two things. Um, one is I didn't pick out Amber as the killer. I didn't know who the second killer was. Um, I picked out 
Sydney's not Sydney. I'm sorry. What, what, what was the chick's name? Like the older yeah. sister with the with the boyfriend that ended up being the killer. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I picked I picked the boyfriend out like immediately because, or actually no, Aaron, you did. You called it. I was I called with it. The, his very first scene. I said nope. That dude just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, but see, and I remember saying to you, yeah, I, I see exactly what you're saying. I was I was suspicious of him, but I'm like, come on, that they're making it too obvious. There, there's no way that they're going to make it that obvious that he's it. It's going to be someone totally out of left field. So I'll tell you who I had in my mind the entire time. I knew I I knew there was two killers. But one of them, just because we have heard so much for months, and I'm glad they didn't do it, but I was expecting it, is I was expecting one of them to be Stu. And I'm glad it didn't happen because I just still think that writing him back into the story after this long and all this shit, I just think that that would be just bad. Uh, So I'm glad that that didn't happen. Um, I I, I, I had an issue with Amber being the second killer because she was supposedly the one that killed Dewey. And I just don't buy the fact that her little frail ass, first of all, even though she was wearing a bulletproof vest could just take those slugs in the bulletproof vest her little frail ass frame, no bruises, no bumps, no broken bones, no nothing. And then get up and just gut Dewey like, and throw him around like she's 250 pounds and can out muscle him. I just didn't buy that. But um, overall, every other point that you hit on, um, I absolutely agree with the other, except for one other thing. I, a lot of franchises are bringing back, as they said in this one, legacy characters. And I feel the same way about this that I did um, in the new Star Wars trilogy. I don't feel that like in the Star Wars trilogy, I did not feel that when um Han Solo was killed off. I know he wanted, he was only agreeing to come back if they would kill his character off. I I get it. Fine. Kill him off if that's what he wants. But I did not agree with the fact that we've been waiting for 30 plus years to see them all back together. And we never got that feel good moment before it happened. That's number one. Number two, back on screen and killing off these characters. If um david arquette wanted to be written out i can understand it but if he didn't make that part of his deal i feel like in this franchise and it's it's only this franchise those three at this point now if you would have done it in scream 2 maybe even scream 3 okay i can see that we were kind of expecting dewey to fight it in the first one but to survive everything that he's that they have all three survived, I feel that all three of those characters they're untouchable. You you can't kill them off. Period. I don't care how shocking you're trying to make it. 
I just think it's in piss poor taste. And yes, Scream 4 does have its problems, but for me, um, just on the legacy character point, Scream 4 is where it ended to me, and this is an alternate universe. I'm not saying it's a bad film. I enjoyed it. Um, But I, I just don't agree with, unless that's what the wishes were of the actor, shouldn't have killed any three of those legacy characters at all. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I pretty much agree with both of your takes. Um, Hannah, you said you picked up on, on Amber being one of the killers right away. She was suspicious to me, but what made the boyfriend uh, stick out to me the most was the fact that i mean they never got into his background so i mean you don't know if he was born and raised in woodsboro or not but the fact that he came out and said in like his first delivery of lines that you know he he didn't know anything about the you know the stab movies or anything like that i was just like dude no that's 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 going above and beyond you know being like you know, trying to trying to rid yourself of any suspicion. Yeah. So, and then and then in the way they had, like Chris said, you know, they were they were going through the movie and they were trying to like divert suspicion from him. But it's like the more the movie played out and they were trying to divert suspicion from him with having him watch, you know, the 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 stab movies on Netflix and everything. It's just like, dude, the harder you try. The harder you try to make me believe that he's not the killer, the more I'm believing that he is the killer. Mm-hmm. They, so, they, yeah, they did that. They made it really obvious at one point, but I'll let you finish. Yeah. So there, you know, there was there was that for me. Um, I also like the kills. Um, the only kill that I'm with uh, again, I'm with I'm with both of you on this. Uh, the only kill that I thought was outside of the realm of reality was Dewey's kill. And not just because of the bulletproof vest. Okay. Uh, you can, you can be a little, you know, a little twig girl and, you know, have a bulletproof vest on and, and survive some slugs coming your way and, you know, get up and, and be just fine. What got me was after she got up. If you watch that kill, she took that knife and basically gutted him like a fish up his back from like waistline up to his freaking shoulder blade. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but that's that's not realistic. I understand that, you know, in all horror movies, you're asking the audience to, to suspend some kind of, you know, uh belief of reality but it's just like that was just and i understand why they did it like that too because again he it was the killing of a legacy character so i understand why they did it too but at the same time it's just like yeah you know what you're overdoing it with this and you know what i also saw you can ask chris this too because i called it out to him i knew that they were going to kill dewey off before they did because from the time that they yeah. uh, that the, you know they they uh, that the, the older sister and the boyfriend went and met with him in his trailer, I I 
I leaned over to Chris. And I was like, dude, they're setting him up to the, for this to be his last hurrah. You know, they're going to kill him off. And I think, I, Chris, I think you agreed with me when I said that. Yeah, and no, it, I absolutely did. I said I don't like it, but you're absolutely right. It's, yeah, I, mean, I think I think it it, just, it it stood out to me, you know, just you know, like somebody giving you the middle finger. I mean, it just it was plain as it's plain as day stood out to me. Um, as far as uh, as far as being lazy and and the recreation of the scenes um, from part one, I didn't really I didn't really take it as as that because I mean they were back in Stu Mocker's house, you know. So I mean they were they were they were trying to recreate the original events the killers were i mean in in the movie story i mean they were trying to recreate you know the the original events just you know in a in a modern take of you know the original scream so that didn't bother me um it didn't bother me um i mean chris i agree with you uh I I did feel like, you know, you know, geez, if 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 Dewey and Gail and Sydney could survive the you know the previous four movies, why did one of them have to die here? I mean, I just I didn't agree with that, but I see why they did it and it didn't spoil the movie for me. It didn't turn me it didn't turn me against the against the movie, you know, negatively one way or another. It's just like, oh, okay, that's where they're choosing to take the story. Oh, okay, okay, well, you know, okay, that's fine. And, you know, I continued with the story. Um, I'll tell you the other problem I I, I had. I don't mean to interrupt, but I I was at a point, I was getting really sick and tired of the played out Dewey Gale on again, off again, on again, off. It happens in every film. Like they always start out like not together and then they end up together. And it's just like, come on, just fucking yeah. either be together or don't quit doing this shit. You know? And the reason, the, the, the main reason why I felt that that was like beyond old at this point, it's like, okay, if you're, if, if you, Okay, as the movie makers want to have me as the audience member believe in these characters. Okay, these characters have gone through three separate life and death movie events. Okay, you would think by the fourth movie, they would know that, hey, you know what? Life is too short. Life is something you shouldn't take for granted. Um, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, no matter what we love each other, we're committed to each other or we're not, we're either going to make this happen. We're going to make this work or we're not, but yet every single time we start a new screen movie, there's always the Gale and Dewey drama about, Oh, you know, Oh, I, you saw it this way and I saw it that way. And if we had just been able to, you know, to come to terms, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, it's like, God dang, man, you know, this is like some kind of fucking overaged eighties fucking, uh, you know, daytime soap opera just gone wrong. It's like, 
get the <laughs> fuck out of here with that shit. You know, but again, that was something that I could look past. I mean, yeah, it was it was beyond old and unbelievable at this point. But again, it was something that, you know, that I could look past what got me. And again, I, I take the movie on a whole as a positive, you know, uh, the movie as a whole. I liked much, much, much better and I appreciated much better than both Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills combined. <laughs> I don't think that's saying much about either one of those two movies, but still, um, you got me at the end of the movie, and I'm right there with you about you know the uh, the plot, you know the the reason for the you know the murders, you know being the murders, you know their their reason for 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 doing what they're doing, and. I didn't quite, you know, I, I understood what they were getting at in the movie, but after the movie was over, it's like I had to go and, and, and read about, you know, the plot for the murders and come to find out, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the killers in the movie were all about this, this bigger uh, plot narrative of uh, toxic fandom. And I wanted to ask you, too, about that, because I don't quite understand, even though I've read several articles about the fucking subject, I still don't fucking understand toxic fandom. And maybe I'm old school, and that's why I don't understand it. Can I can I explain it? Well, let me just finish with this. As a fan. Okay, I, I I am rebutting this this one narrative of toxic fandom. Uh, one of the one of the, the the things I read about toxic fandom is oh this is for the fans who feel that they own the franchise, and it's like well excuse me ass fucks, but fans do own the franchise because guess what if the fans don't show up to give you their hard earned money. You don't make the fucking movies. So when you make the movies, you're supposed to be catering to the fans. Okay? Like this newest screen movie tried to do and and did pull off in some ways. Okay? Like the most recent Ghostbusters movie was totally a love letter to the original hardcore Ghostbusters fans. Okay? Without those fans... You don't have a fucking franchise. So, yes, fans do own the franchise. Get that through your selfish little fucking perverted Hollywood heads. Without fans, you don't have a fucking franchise. When you make a movie, you should absolutely be pandering to the fucking fans. Because without those fans, you don't have a fucking job. Damn, and I'll rest it. it there. So how do you really feel, dude? I don't understand toxic fandom. Oh, yeah, because, right. Toxic yeah. fandom. You ready? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Just... It's real simple. It's fandom that is toxic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, you know what? You know what? I, you know, in my, in my old school point of view, okay, you know what I ascribe toxic fandom to? I ascribe toxic fandom to somebody who puts together a movie who says he's a fan of the original franchise, but yet ascribes uh, modern politics and events into his upcoming movie. Like, some uh like so like a like a like a certain director is has already come out and admitted he's going to inject into his latest and last installment into a certain trilogy that's coming to a conclusion this 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 coming october he's come flat out and admitted he's injecting modern day events with mask and pandemic and politics into his movie and it's like excuse me as fuck Again, when you were a fan and you went to see these movies in the theater, were you going to see the movies to see a recreation of current events? Or were you going to see the movie as an escape? Speaking of Scream and the Halloween franchise. I didn't say Halloween franchise. I know you didn't, but I I know what film you were referring (laughs) to. Um I will say that Scream 5 for, you know, all the stuff that we mentioned that we didn't like, I will say that it is leaps and bounds better than what the Halloween franchise has given us in the last 20 years. Well, given that the Halloween franchise is in the past 20 years has given us Rob Zombie's Halloween and then HK and Halloween 2018. 2018. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 I already said that. I already I already said that <laughs> I agree that Scream 5 is leaps and bounds better than the past two Halloween movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not even close. I, I just I walked I, out of the theater being genuinely entertained. Yeah, absolutely. I I can't I can't sit here and I, I mean I could sit here and pick Scream Five apart, but I mean overall I was entertained. It felt like Scream. Um, can't say I was I was disappointed um, in the film. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep, I can say I was. <laughs> <laughs> so but here's a question though take take the dewey part out if if okay. dewey didn't die would you have liked it better well yeah a whole lot better um i wouldn't i still would have really been annoyed at the killers and the motive i would have thought that that was i don't know i thought it was cringy um but i wouldn't have been as upset about it because i felt that you know killing him off was like really like disrespectful because of because of their motives and because of who they who they were and they had like literally no connection to anything except except from being like extremely um toxic fans you know i was like seriously so yeah i would have and i probably would have enjoyed it a lot better if he didn't die i agree with that yeah oh yeah and one other thing i wanted to bring up as just a side point um 
I just thought it was really funny that, uh, and I think probably everybody could agree with this, that they made uh, the boyfriend so obviously the killer is when um, Amber uh, attacked him, but only cut his arm when they were at the hospital. And then he, she didn't kill him. I was like, okay, that's so fucking obvious right there. Like they just gave it away. Who the other See, killer was. I call I called that shit out too because when that happened, I was like, dude, that's so um I can't remember her name, uh, but you know, she was Sydney's uh niece in, in Scream Four. I was Jill, like, dude, Jill. You Jill. I was like, dude, that's so Jill from Scream Four right there. Yep. Um here here's here's why that didn't bother me. And of course, you know, we were in the middle of the theater watching and I wasn't gonna talk about it, but um the 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 reason that didn't bother me is because if you if you recall back to scream 2 Sydney's boyfriend got his arm cut and they kept leading us that yeah he was suspicious you know and all this other stuff and then at the very end we we realized that he really wasn't the killer but so again that didn't that didn't make me think of him as the killer i because i was i was thinking back to scream too but i don't know i just i just felt like i was extremely let down that he was the killer because or one of the killers because it it, they were just given way too many hints that he could be so i'm just like why not go a completely opposite direction and pull someone out of the hat that you didn't expect. Like you, I, I said it earlier, I'm glad they didn't bring Stu back, but if I had a choice, the two we got or Stu returning, I would take Stu. I would love to see Stu return. If they make a fucking sequel. I think now would have been the time because if Stu would have been the one to kill Dewey, I would have believed it. Yep. That would have been fine by me. Yeah. I, I, I could have. And you know what? Yeah. I, Hannah, going to what you said about injustice, I think that would have actually offered justice to Dewey's character being killed if Stu had been the one to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like with, with Amber's character, they, they made her seem so edgy that they were like, okay, they were, to me, I felt like they were trying to make her so obvious that you would think, okay, it can't be her because she's obviously, you know, really, really like weird and stuff. And it, they're just trying to do that on purpose. But I was like, no, nah, she's, she seems, I don't know. She just gave me the vibes. And then like, and then, I don't know. It's just like towards the end when, you know, they're revealing, she was so whiny and I just, I just cringed the whole time you know, watching the whole thing play out in the kitchen, I was just like, okay, this is, I, I officially am disappointed. <laughs> so, but she, I don't know why I just, I just picked up on her right away. You know, uh, I feel the same way. I picked up on the boyfriend right away. <sighs> what do you think, Chris? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the I, agree. I agree. Right on. I have no opinion. <laughs> I agree. No, I mean, overall, am, am I glad that they made a Scream 5? Yes. Uh, do I think it was the best of the franchise? No. Do I think it was a decent entry uh, to a long-running franchise? Absolutely, I do. Um, I'm, I'm glad they made it. I enjoyed it. 
Um, <clears throat> I I really think the direction, like the direction style, matched a lot of what Wes did. I mean, nobody's ever going to be another Wes Craven, but it was a, a beautiful nod to his style and the way he told the scream stories. And I don't really feel like these guys missed a beat um, from a directional standpoint. And um, they let's again, take the kill out of it, but I, I felt like that they handled the history and the, the direction of the legacy characters to make them feel like the characters that we've always known was done extremely well. Um, it, 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 it was a good film. You know, I, I, again, I, I can't state that enough. Um, I'm going to rank my screen movies in order. Um, part one, part two, Believe it or not, part three, part five, and then part four. I can't offer you a, a Scream movie ranking. I I just can't do it. Uh, all I have to say on the subject is, you know what? Uh, the main people behind the movie from the time the movie was being written and then went into production, they were not shy, and they came right out and said that, look, this movie is meant to be an ode to – Wes Craven, and an ode to the Scream franchise. And I think uh, in that regard that they absolutely nailed it. Okay? Mm -hmm. There are things in every movie that you, you know, like. Is there – with certain exceptions, okay – uh, is there going to be a movie that you like that you that you know that you can sit back and say I agree with every single way that the story unfolded in that movie? No, but you can still sit back and say that you, overall you enjoyed the movie and you liked it, and that's what you know. Screen Five is to me. Do I agree with you know every you know uh, course that the, that the uh, story took in the movie? No, but guess what? Overall, I really enjoyed it i appreciated uh the effort and you know that the people who made the movie uh put forward in 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 authoring the story and putting it together uh i thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm glad that they did it um you know only time and future efforts will tell uh if it will be worth you know adding to uh, the Scream franchise and any kind of future, you know, installments, uh, you know, only like I said, only time and, and future efforts will will bear that out as to whether you know it goes uphill or downhill from here. Quite frankly, just as an original Scream fan, you know, I can't see it ever getting better than it ever was. You know, maybe. You know, you find a way to match some of the, you know, uh, suspense, thrill, and nostalgia of one or two of the previous films. But I really think you're taking a chance at, you know, uh, bringing the franchise, dragging the franchise down if you try to offer up any more installments after this. I I really do. 
uh, I just, you know, there's only so many ways and adaptions that you can tell a particular story before it's like it's done. It, it, it is what it is. You know, you can't repackage and rebrand and regurgitate, you know, the story anymore. It's, it's been done. It's been told, you know, and it's great for what it is. Leave it stand as what it is. You don't have to worry about, you know, going out there and adding to it. Uh, get creative and come up with another story. You know, I mean, what it scream was spawned off, you know, uh, decades of horror franchises. Well, why can't another original horror franchise be spawned off of scream and the original horror franchises that came decades before it? I mean, what the fuck? Agreed. Well, Han- Hannah, what is your ranking of the films? Oh, well, it's actually pretty simple. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> That's actually what I was going to offer. I was like, you know what? When it comes to if you really want to rank films, I rank them as they came out. So going off of you guys' rankings, one through five in that order, the reason I put five ahead of four um, is the Jill reveal was really cringy to me. I mean, yeah, these were cringy too, but I mean, she was really cringy. <laughs> yeah, I so, agree. I was I was really debating on that. I was like, dang, which, I mean, hers was so freaking bad, but then I was like, you know, I, I, I obviously took the Dewey thing so personally, that's why I put it ahead of four. I can understand that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can totally understand that. Now, people are going to hear the fact that I that I that I went one through three in that order. And some people are going to like, man, you, you liked, cause there's a lot of people I, I talk to that are scream fans. that listen to the show. They're like, man, you like scream three better than four and five. Yeah, yes. I do. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, it, it tied up the previous two. It, it yeah. did. And I felt like they could have stopped at three. And to be honest, part three was the first one that I watched that I didn't know who the killer was. Yeah. I mean, I thought the reveal on that, whether anybody wants to say that the, that it was convoluted or whatever, I thought that the fact that it tied back to the events of Maureen Prescott and he drew in uh, Billy and Stu and got them all fucked up over that whole thing. I thought that was fucking amazing. I, I that was, dude. That really was. I, I honestly, I appreciated Scream Three, uh, story wise, more than I did the original. Really interesting. Yeah, I won't rank Scream Three over the original, but story wise, you know, yeah, because like he said, I, I was not able to pin down who the killer was when I sat in the movie theater and I watched Scream Three. It just it it just threw me. I, I could not piece together, you know, where they were going with it. And then, you know, when the killer was ultimately revealed and the backstory and the way they tied everything together, I was just like, Whoa, you know, that's Wow, I I did not see that fucking coming. I didn't know they were going to get that deep with it. Wow, story wise, yeah, that that goes deeper to me than you know the original scream story. Yeah, the 
the things also that I liked about Scream 3 is, I mean, I you want to talk about surprising deaths. I did not expect. I did not expect Cotton Weary to to die at the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, that was another thing I didn't see fucking coming. Um, like the movie sets that were recreations of the Woodsboro original stuff, I thought that was extremely well done. Um, I thought that, dude. Like, did was, you think? Did you think when you were watching uh, uh, the intro to Scream Three and you saw the events uh, going on with Cotton Weary? Did you think at all? Like, okay, they're not going to kill him off, but they're going right. to, the, the killer is going to set him up to where he's going to be in jail and he's going to be pinned as the fucking killer. I, I didn't see that happening um, just because they had done that. But what I did see or what I thought I saw was um, that he was going to walk in basically on his girlfriend being cut up, cut up and he was going to be the one to get the band back together. And he may ultimately in the movie be the one to, to, to bite it at some point. I did not expect it at the very beginning, just based on um, the cotton that we got to know in the, in the last film, I just didn't expect it. But what I was going to say is there was two, there was two scenes that really creeped me the fuck out in part three was um when sydney's upstairs in her old bedroom on on the set and then you just see fucking ghost face rise up from the from mm-hmm. the and the I'm body just, bag oh shit you know like mm-hmm. that was that was creepy as hell the other thing is is when she's having visions of her mom like outside like with her hand on the window and shit like i'm getting goosebumps yeah. talking about it. i'm like that's fucking creepy yeah so See, those were some of the best spooky moments out of the entire franchise, I think. Yeah, I loved I loved they found a way to work Randy back in, like for a cameo. I love that. Yep. Um, and I just loved the the entire movie aspect. And I liked I liked the detective. I liked uh Mark Mark Kincaid, which by the way, in Scream Five, Easter egg. I didn't catch it, I just caught it uh because i was watching like somebody's review for it because i'm I, I like hearing what other people said and somebody else brought it up on their video cast i was like shit i didn't even pick this up mark detective mark kincaid uh from scream three he's mentioned in scream five like when she's running with with with, with the twins and she said uh yeah mark and the kids are great i'm like Holy shit. Like he wasn't even. Oh, dude, I didn't catch that at all. And you know what? I'll offer you something else that, that, that neither one of us caught most likely. I know I didn't catch it. Uh, when, uh, the girlfriend or excuse me, when the older sister and the boyfriend went to meet with Dewey in his trailer and he was scrolling through, uh, missed calls on his phone. One of the missed calls on his phone was from, uh what's her name from scream four the blonde girl who was the basically the you know took over for randy um i can't remember (laughs) i can't either yeah but yeah yeah she was there so she yeah she was the one that you know uh that was that was on the phone with jill who was playing ghostface with the guy out in the in the chair 
you know, and she came out because she, you know, she, she thought she won the trivia game and she, you know, she comes out and she's like, you know, getting, uh, letting the ropes off in the chair and everything. And he stabs her and was like, now you notice me, you fucking bitch. So yeah, they, they alluded to her having survived in, in scream five too, as well. Hmm. I don't. I, oh wait 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 wait. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You, uh, okay, I, it, it's all coming back. Uh, Hayden Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere. Thank you. Character. I was just about to say her name. I I forget her character's name in Scream Four, but now here's a question. Um, apparently, Scream Five is making money. Will there be a Scream Six? Mm, I could see it happening just because I know that. You know, they like to stretch things. Kirby, out Kirby, that's what it was. You just interrupted. I'm sorry. I just I was I was thinking about it. And I was like, God dang it! I can't. Just did it all of a sudden, it hit me. Go ahead, horror princess. <laughs> again with the fucking. Yeah, I really forgot what I was just talking about. That's bad. If they're gonna make a screen six. Oh, you're right. Okay, okay. There we go. I think they have um, they have a habit of stretching things out that they shouldn't stretch out. So I, I could see it happening. Mm. Stretching things out. I was talking about that a couple minutes ago, man. To where you know I, it could be hit or miss. I mean, I I think they should leave things alone because I don't think you're ever going to top, you know, uh, the the thrill. Or the you know the the mystery or you know uh, anything else of the previous movies. I just I think the story's been done and it's been retold now five times. And I think you know if you try to stretch out that you know that storyline anymore, you you could end up ultimately bringing down the franchise, like with the you know the 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 Star Wars sequels. Right. No, I agree. All right. So closing thoughts on Scream 5. I mean, we could have sat here and detailed scene by scene by scene, but this is an overall review. I think I think we we hit the most spoiler-esque things. Um that's that's another thing I I'm, you know, that I say that we're different than most podcasts is we don't sit here and overanalyze every little detail from every minute minute from every single aspect of the film. We give you an overview. We give you our opinion. We, we lay things out from different perspectives and then we, then we wrap up. So with that being said, Aaron, do you have any, anything closing and we'll follow Hannah and then I'll, I'll finish up and then you can close us out of here. I am very happy to have been able to uh, watch Scream 5. I'm glad that they made Scream 5. Um, as a Scream fan, I think that they should call it quits. You know, I don't think that you can recapture any of the previous glory from any of the previous four, now five movies and do it right. I could be wrong. I, I absolutely could be wrong. You know, uh, 
two years, two, three years from now, we could be sitting here talking about Scream 6 and how it absolutely fucking blew the doors off Scream 5 and all the previous other sequels and how it's right up there with the original fucking Scream. I could be absolutely wrong. But you know what? Uh, they would They would have a monumental task, in my opinion, to be able to do that. So... I appreciated it as a fan. I was glad that they made it. I was glad I was able to see it. But, you know, other than that, it's like, man, leave well enough alone. And what's wrong with, you know, coming up with another original horror franchise idea, just like Scream was to the previous decades of original horror franchise ideas that came before it. The reason why you can't do that is because Hollywood is out of ideas. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not. You're not. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying Hollywood is. Well, fuck Hollywood. (laughs) For real. Okay. Well, my overall thoughts, um, pretty simple. Um I I don't regret watching it. At least I could say I watched it. Um I wish they did better, you know, for for me, but everybody's everybody enjoyed it differently. So, um, I was, I probably, I might watch it again, you know, one more time, but of course I'll probably buy it just to have it. But, um, yeah, I'm not really a big fan, but that's just me. (laughs) Outside of the Dewey kill outside of the killers. Uh, yeah, I like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I thought you were asking me. (laughs) Oh no, no. <laughs> no, I'm just saying outside of Dewey and outside the killers, I I I got no complaints at all. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, on that note, if no one else has any other opinions to opine with on the Scream Five subject, then on behalf of all of us here, I am Aaron Bass, speaking for the lovely Miss Hannah Santiago Price. And Mr. Chris Morgan, thank you very much for hanging with us till the end of this podcast. We hope you enjoyed our banter and will rejoin us again for our next episode. Until then, please take care, stay safe, and be human to yourself and everyone else. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all new episode of Halloween Unleashed.